Everybody waiting for the fall of man. Everybody praying for the end of times. Everybody hoping they could be the one. I was born to run. I was born for this. Welcome to the Chip Shot, where we talk about all things real estate, business, and leadership. Why we think real estate is the best investment in the world when bought correctly. Why it's important to mind your own business, and why it's important to lead with passion and integrity. Because at the end of the day, everything rises and falls on leadership. Now, before we get started today on today's lesson. I want you to get your mind focused, whether you're running on the treadmill, riding in your car, or you're just lucky enough to be relaxing on the beach. All right, guys, I want you to be a rebel today. Rebel, we're going to talk about real estate, we're going to talk about business, and we're going to talk about leadership, okay? Real estate. I'm going to talk about one of my favorite books of all time that I read when I was in college. I was about a junior in college, and it was called Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki, a friend of mine had given me that book. And when I was in college, I couldn't wait to get my first job because you know what the first thing I was going to do? I was going to get me a bad to the bone boat and I was going to Lake Travis and I was going to have a blast, right? But after I read Rich Dad Poor Dad, I realized that a boat's not an asset, it's a liability. It takes money out of your pocket. So Robert Kiyosaki's definition of an asset in this book is an asset is something that puts money in your pocket, and a liability is something that takes money out of your pocket. And so I started thinking about that definition. Because I think if you go to the if you go to the bank and you ask for money, they make you fill out a financial statement and a balance sheet, right? And on the balance sheet it says list your assets. And they actually have like if you, if you put your house down, it's an asset you can. Well, according to Robert Kiyosaki, those things are not assets. Those things take money out of your pocket. So it's kind of reverse of what we've been taught all our lives. And, uh, and Robert went under a lot of scrutiny for, for saying that your house is not an asset because according to his definition, if you and I go buy a house there that you and I are going to live in, it's going to take money out of our pockets. Okay. Now, if we go buy a house and we put a tenant in there and the tenant pays our note payment, it pays all our expenses and we cash flow an extra $200 a month in our pocket, now that house is, a, house is an asset. And so after reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I, uh, I've always focused before I make an investment, before I make a decision on buying something, whether that thing's going to put money in my pocket or if it's going to take money out of my pocket. And uh, so I want you to start thinking about that. Another thing is life would not be too exciting if we couldn't live in a nice house, if we couldn't have that boat that we wanted or to have that... Uh, that golf membership, whatever that we want in life, okay? But how can we go about getting these things and live by Robert Kiyosaki's rules of what's an asset and what's a liability? Well, Robert says if you want to get the nice car, if you want to get the nice house, build up your cash flow from assets that are able to pay for your liabilities, okay? So let's say Chip wants that nice boat and his, his boat payment is going to be $400 a month. Well, instead of going to buy the boat, okay, with my job, with my real job, with selling real estate during the week, during the weekends, my job shouldn't pay for my boat. What I need to do is save enough money, buy the asset that cash flows $400 a month, then go buy the boat. That way you've got the asset that's working for you. You don't have to work for the boat anymore. Somebody else is paying that, that payment for you on that boat. So you get your asset and you get your boat all at the same time and that's how you don't that's how you keep from getting stuck in the rat race that's the trick and that's what Robert Kiyosaki talks about in his book Rich Dad Poor Dad how do you 
get the nice things in life. Don't get stuck in the rat race of debt and liabilities and still have the nice things that you want in life. And the secret is the rich don't work for money. They work to acquire assets that pay for their liabilities. So to continue on here, we've talked about real estate, we've talked about rich debt, poor debt, we've talked about that the rich don't work for money, they work to acquire assets. So we're going to move on to the next section of our podcast, which is business. We covered real estate, why we love real estate, what it can do for you. Let's talk about the subject of business. Business is a very difficult subject to learn and to accomplish. I start off in sales. That's all I knew was sales. I was a finance degree person, but... Sales is where I started off my career at. My first job, and then in real estate, I was a salesperson, right? And I went to the Austin Institute of Real Estate in Austin, and I learned from a guy named Wayne Morgan. And Wayne helped teach me the components of a business. And I'm going to talk to you about the, the six components that I had learned from this gentleman in Austin. He talked about uh, you, have, uh, you have sales. You have marketing on the left side of your quadrant. In the middle, you've got production, you've got customer service, and on the right side, you've got your, your bookkeeping and accounting. And those are the six components of a real estate business as far as being a realtor. And so all those things have to work in conjunction with each other. It's, it's a constant moving thing. And so let's say you're a plumber, let's say you're an electrician, and you're like, you know what, I'm going to start my own business. Well, what you know is you know how to be an electrician you know how to be a plumber. Me as a real estate person, I knew how to sell real estate. But then you have all those other things that have to get done after you sell a piece of real estate. So not only I have to get my phone to ring, right? After I get my phone to ring, I got I have a customer, and then I got to serve that customer. I got to go help them find a property, okay? After I find a property, then I got to make sure the deal closes. Then I got to make sure we have customer service serving them to continue to continue to serve them. At the same time, I still got to have marketing working on finding my next prospect, my next customer, my next client. Then after, you know, all that's going and massaging itself. And then on the back end, you've got accounting, you got bookkeeping, you got bills to pay, you got taxes to pay, all that stuff. And that's what makes business hard, is that you have these components. And now you have technology, all these things that build upon each other. And so I read The E-Myth by Michael Gerber, and it talked about the entrepreneurial seizure. And that's what you have when you start your own business. And I was so thankful for Wayne Morgan and the Austin Institute for, you know, he, he had a he had a three-step program that was get your license, build your business, invest in real estate, invest your profits in real estate. And that's what I've always tried to follow was that three-step process. So I got my license, then I had to build my business. So it don't matter if you're a plumber, an electrician, a CPA, you got to get your license, but then you got to build your business. And then you want to invest it in real estate, which I love to do. And so business is hard, but once you get it down, once you build your team, it's awesome. It's the most fun thing in the world. So I want to talk to you about my how I built my team maybe a little bit today, okay? Selling real estate in Austin, and I hired my first assistant. And what happened? After three months, I couldn't afford her. I had to let her go. It was the most embarrassing thing in the world. So I'm sitting there. I hired her. I'm doing just that. Following the books, you got to hire an assistant. If you don't have an assistant, you are an assistant, okay? So I hire an assistant. I couldn't afford I couldn't afford to pay myself. I couldn't afford my fam family. I was in debt all of a sudden. What was I going to do? I had to let her go. 
embarrassing. So then I had to start all over, right? I just hit the ground running again, start trying to sell real estate. So I was doing everything again. I was back doing the marketing, I was doing the sales, I was doing the production, I was doing the customer service, I was doing my bookkeeping, I was paying my, I was doing all that stuff. And that's what makes business hard. So I tried it again, went out there, hustled it up. And then one day I hired another assistant. Her name was Joyce Stengel, and Joyce is still with us today, and God bless Joyce. She is the most amazing person. Joyce helped catapult our company to where we are today, the real estate business, and I'm just, when you find the right person as your assistant, you can just, the sky's the limit. And Joyce was able to help catapult us and, and take us to the next level. And 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 then after that, I hired uh, Holly Shemziski to be my bookkeeper and that was the second best decision of my life. And, and so now I have a full-time bookkeeping staff. I got a full-time listings manager. I have June, that's our, uh, she's in charge of production and our contract to close. I have Maria that's helping with me with this podcast today. So that's the technology part of it. And I have an operations guy named Coy Romine. And so we've got all these people now that are helping me with the marketing, with the customer service, with the production, with the accounting and bookkeeping. And I've been able to finally build the team and it just took time and it took failure and it, you kept, you know, just keep going at it till you, till you figure it out. And so business is hard, but once you get it down, once you build a team, it is the most fun, rewarding thing you can do. And that's business. And I think business, it's important to find you a mentor. Mine was Wayne Morgan in Austin. I, I, I listened to him. I, I, I took his business model for the, for the, for being a realtor and, and the six components of a business. And I just continually try to fill those roles so I can have a real business because think about owning a business. If you don't have, if you don't, you own all those jobs if you don't have people helping you, right? And that's why people are like, don't go into business for yourself. It's too hard. It is hard, but it takes people to get the jobs. And if you're doing all those jobs, you don't own a business. You own, you own several jobs, which you end up owning. And that's, that's not fun. Business is fun when you have a team and everybody's on the same team and we all have a common goal and you create culture. And that, that's business, and that's fun. If you're still tuned in, which I hope you are, we're going to talk about our last segment, which is leadership. We're going to continue on. We're talking about being a rebel today. We're talking about real estate. We're talking about business. And we're going to end this segment with leadership. Leadership is so important. My mentor... My friend John Maxwell says that everything rises and falls on leadership. He says leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. Leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. And what is influence? Influence is trusting people. It's listening to people. It's, it's uh, having a good attitude with them and all that stuff. And what I want to kind of dive into is one of my favorite books that John Maxwell wrote. And if you don't know who John Maxwell is, you need to get to know the guy. He is probably... The world's number one expert on leadership. He's mentored many, many people, presidents, CEOs of big corporations. Uh, he's trained uh, the people at Chick-fil-A in their corporate headquarters. An amazing guy. I've had the opportunity to meet him. I've studied John and all this stuff. Today I'm going to talk about the five levels of leadership, that book, and it's, uh, it's a game changer for you. So on the five levels of leadership, John talks about the five levels. The first first level is the position. It's the rights, right? People follow you because they have to. I'm your boss. You got to listen to me, okay? I'm your dad. You got to listen to me. That's position. It's the lowest level. You don't want to be there. 
you got to get out of that position. It's 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 where you're pointing the finger and telling people what to do. The second level is permission. It's relationships. People follow you because they want to. That's where I invest time with you. You're on my team. I ask you how you're doing. I walk in. I don't tell you what to do. I ask you how your how your morning's going. I ask you how your kids are doing. I I, uh, I care for you because I care for you. You care for me. And what happens? That's level two. We have a relationship, right? And it's permission based. They give you permission to have a relationship with them because you've invested in them and they know that you care about them. But after level two, level three happens, and that's production. People follow you because of what you have done for the organization. So you've given them a relationship. Production picks up because of what you're doing, not only for them, but for the organization. People are like, you know what? This guy, this woman, they're invested in a relationship with me. They're doing awesome things for our company. They're helping our company grow and get better. Production picks up. Morale picks up. It creates a great culture here in your organization. Because you have these things going on, right? Level four happens. That's where people development, reproduction happens in your organization. That's where growth comes. You ever see how companies just grow and you're like, how are, they're giving high fives over there. What's going on? They're growing. They're, they're kicking some tail. Or they're, they're, they're doing awesome things for the community. And that's because you have people that are gone from level two, level three, and they're on level four now where people are reproducing themselves. So Chip comes into this company. He invests in a relationship with three people in there. He's doing great things for the organization. It's growing. Okay. They're growing. And now people are doing the same thing that Chip's done for them. They're reproduction and they're going off grabbing three people, giving them their hearts, giving them their skills, helping the company, investing in relationships. And that's reproduction, right? Good things start happening in that company. And the last five, the last level is level five. That's the pinnacle. Okay. It's hard to get to level five. Level five is people follow you because of who you are and what you represent. I think there's a lot of people that get to level five, and sometimes it's hard to stay there, but you got to keep your ego in check, okay? I think a lot of priests can be level five. I think a lot of preachers can be level five because they represent God, right? I mean, how better can you get than that? But when people follow you because of what you represent, you have to represent some good things. You have to have integrity all the time. You've, you've got to do everything right all the time, and it's hard to stay at level five. You got to keep your ego in check. You got to keep doing the right things. And you got to stay humble. And and level five is where ultimately everybody should strive to get to. Level four is more attainable. Level five is something we should push for. But if you're in level four, you're doing an amazing job. And remember this: that you can be on level one with your kids, but you can be at work and be on level four. Okay, I can meet you today, and I'm on immediately. I'm on level one. I got to work to be on level two. So do this today. Look at your relationships where you are in your family, at home. Look at your relationships where you are at your work and your church and ask yourself, I'm talking to Joe Smith today. What level am I on with Joe Smith? Am I on level two? Am I on level three? Ask yourself that. And if you're on level two, ask yourself, how can I get with level three with him today? Okay. If you're on level one with one of your people at work, figure out a way to get on level two with him and watch the magic happens. That's when you're going to see wonderful things happen at work. Your attitude's going to go through the roof. And things are great things are gonna happen for your organization. That's leadership, guys. I thank y'all for tuning in today. Catch us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and please share this podcast. I'm gonna to try to get better at this thing every every time that we do these things. I want you to be a rebel. I want you to think about investing in real estate. I want you to think about minding your own business. I want you to think about leading with integrity and passion. That's what this is all about. Rock and roll. Share my podcast. Get it out there. 
let me know what give me some thoughts let me know how i can improve it you have an awesome day